0: Welcome to day two hundred and ninety-six of Shaped by the Word. I am uh, Paul Camp here with David Keefe and Cindy Kemp. and mm-hmm. uh, we uh, begin a new book today—the book of James. Uh, James is an interesting character, you know, in the New Testament. He is uh, the half brother of Jesus, or uh, the son of Joseph and Mary, and uh, we find him, you know, in the New Testament as, as a, a skeptic and who you knew Jesus was. He was part of the family who came. To remove Jesus because they thought he was out of his mind. But whenever Paul talks about the resurrection appearances, it was a personal appearance to James. And uh, that appearance must have made all the difference in the world because James uh, later became the leader of the church in Jerusalem as Peter uh, began to go to other regions and preach the gospel. And uh, he was also one of the early ones who was martyred for the sake of Christ. And when he introduces himself in the letter, uh, he doesn't say James the brother of Christ he says James a servant of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ and, and so what a beautiful book and when you look at the book it has a nice Old Testament flair to it both James and Jesus grew up in a family that deeply honored the law and you can feel James's respect and honor for the law as you read through this and also his respect and his honor for the wisdom literature but all of that is shaped through the lens of uh, the teaching of Jesus. So You hear a reflection of the Old Testament, and you hear a reflection of the teaching of Jesus, and you have a nice gritty book uh, that really you know takes us you uh, to you know, to, uh, you know his, his applications are so vivid. It's hard not to kind of squirm just a little bit and see ourselves mm-hmm. in, in all of these and realize that he's talking about how grace shows up in the lives of those who truly know. Jesus. So he's going to challenge us in almost every paragraph you know, of, of this book, but it is a delightful book all the way through. So before we uh, begin with James chapter 1 and his challenges to us through the law, through the prophets, through the wisdom literature, and through the lens of Jesus, uh, let's offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord and this week to the Lord to be formed by this book. David why don't you lead us in prayer
1: let's pray and father we do thank you so much for the wonderful story of 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 how the the wonder of Christ even transformed um, his brother James and we thank you so much for the good news of the gospel and how it does have a profound effect not just on uh, certain parts of our life but on all of our life and so as we enter now into the book of James and our Going to be challenged and, and convicted. Um, we do ask that we would uh, lean deeply into your grace, ask you in your wisdom to um, meet us and to help us um, live out more faithfully what it means to be a follower of, of Jesus. So, may you do that deep work uh, in our hearts and our lives over the next few days as we look at this uh, wonderful and deeply convicting book. And so, we've asked you to do this work for your glory and that you would transform us. Uh, we pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not liking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask of God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wildflower." For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plants. Its blossoms fall and its beauty is destroyed in the same way. The rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Blessed is one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then if a desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of firstfruits of all He created. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God requires. Therefore get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself, do what it says Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this: to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Uh, James begins you know, with a you know, probably one of the hardest phrases for me in the, in the New Testament consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of any kind. Uh, he didn't just simply say endure your trials he didn't simply say you know consider you, you some of the joy that will eventually come out of your trials he, he says consider it pure joy or a, another way to translate that would be nothing but joy in other words to rejoice in calamity because of the deep work you know that Christ is doing in us you know through that calamity
1: mm-hmm. no James uh, this is a hard-hitting book for me um, I was reading earlier, I mean, in, in, there's like 108 verses in the book of James, and, and 50 of them, they're saying, are, are potentially imperatives, like this these kind of calls to commands and essentials and the urgent matters of the Christian life. No,
0: and James Tone is not, yeah. you might want to consider this. But you, you, yeah. ought, you ought to be doing this.
1: Yeah. And, and even in, know? yeah. But I do like even in, he does kind of have a hard edge potentially. We see he, he's not doing this because he's a hard edge guy. He, mm-hmm. he deeply loves... The church and these believers, and even calls them numerous times, my dear brothers and sisters. That this is a book written out out of a deep love for the body of Christ. I I don't,
0: you know, so much see it as as hard edged as I see it as you know, just very sharp, you know, and and and, and very focused and very pointed. Mm -hmm. And so his words, as you view, very you know, very straight, very straightforward. Uh, You know that you see in it, you know, some nice gentle encouragement. Uh, and you, you see, those of you in a low position take pride in the exaltation mm-hmm. you've received in the you know, you've received in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then of course he reverses of that. Those of you who are, are very rich, you know, need to be humbled by the fact mm-hmm. that all of the stuff that, that that you have valued in the past is mm-hmm. uh, you know, is slowly passing away. It's just gonna be like a, a flower. On a piece of wild grass, where the blossom fades and it falls out, and, and, and it goes away, and, and so you should take pride in your your humble position. Of course, that's the work of the gospel. It exalts uh, those who are lowly, and it humbles those, you know, who are exalted. And, and so, it's a really nice. You know, there's some nice, deep theology. And in case you know, in case you're missing, you know, the word of you know the word of grace in there. Uh, you know, I love, you know, verse 46, or, you know, I'm sorry, verse 17, <laughs> every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like sifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Now, that's crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because when we think of the first fruits of creation, we, we go back to the book of Genesis. Mm. And yet the first fruits of God's creation is what is now happening in Christ. Uh, The purpose in creation is now being fulfilled in us. The purpose in the giving of the law is now being fulfilled in us. The purpose of the promises of the Old Testament prophets are now being fulfilled in us. So we are the first fruits of all God's works which have culminated in Christ. And it begins uh, with new birth through the word of God, Mm -hmm. which is preached to us.
2: And I really love it, kind of dovetails on that on 21. Just the way that you um, deal with sin is that you humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. So, I mean, you know, a lot of the um, ability to persevere and then to approach all of this life uh, humbly. Is there again to humbly accept the word that's planted yeah, right. in you? That's what you know transforms your heart.
0: And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't end with <coughs> the moment we come to faith. With the moment we are born, mm-hmm. you know, through the word of truth, we're not only born through the word of truth. We are continually being brought into the fullness of our salvation through the word of truth, and, and that happens when we humbly accept what is already been planted in us Mm -hmm. you know work in us so there is there's some rich gospel theology that sometimes we lose in all of the imperatives you know as as we move you know we move through that
1: yeah not just a book of imperatives yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) well it it, it is very much you know very much a book of Mm -hmm. uh, you know um, the it is you're know, very straightforward very much a book of imperatives but all the well we talk about that a lot you know that all of the imperatives are born out of the indicatives mm-hmm. the indicatives describe who we are in Christ the imperatives how we live out who we are in Christ and mm-hmm. we are people who have been born by the word of truth and who are being saved you know by the word of truth and the work that he has done on us so yeah. it is a it is a fun book all the way through and of course the reason he says we should getting back to where we started Mm -hmm. you know consider it nothing but joy you know that life is stinking hard (laughs) uh, is because God has done something wonderful in the fallenness of the world that we lived in he has used uh, the very tragedy of our fallness and our brokenness and the challenges you know that we experience to build us up in grace Mm -hmm. so he's he's taken the very things that are in this world uh, you know, as a result of the fall, and he has used those to restore us by his grace as he produces in us perseverance, and let perseverance in know, finish its work so you may be mature mm-hmm. and complete, lacking nothing, and of course that's his goal for us, yeah, is mm-hmm. that we have the kind of maturity where we're fully complete, in the Lord Jesus Christ and that's Paul's phrase mm-hmm. we are filled with all the fullness of him, fullness of him who fills all things in all, way, all ways and even, as well.
1: even if we do want those things which hopefully we do want maturity and completeness and not lacking anything mm-hmm. he's not saying those are going to come you know the easy way which is how we probably think they would happen mm-hmm. but it's through these trials of many kinds by the way which uh, yeah. that's a little disheartening sometimes you know of many you not know, just like one trial and you're good this is a long road no
0: there, there, there's no doubt of course mm-hmm. we've just come out of the book of Hebrews where the challenge of the writer of Hebrews is you know to fix your eyes on Jesus you know going through those who endured the cross going to shame and sit mm-hmm. down at the right hand of the Father so if mm-hmm. our focus is on trials obviously we, we will just get, get mm-hmm. discouraged because there're going to be more of them than we ever want uh, they're going to be more painful than we ever dreamed mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to be more persistent part of our life, you know, than we expected. But God's grace finds us even in those moments, and He brings greater grace as we walk through those things, with you know, with faith in Him. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I also really like verse nineteen. <laughs> My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. And, and how wise is this? Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I'm usually quick to become angry. And just, I don't listen and, and I just, talk the oh yeah, <laughs> just the opposite of that. Yeah,
0: just the opposite of that. And I wasn't particularly talking about you in, the, in this instance. So I'm not
1: gonna talk for the rest <laughs> of this podcast Most of us, have. Yeah, <laughs> most, yeah,
0: most of us are the same, you know, same way. And then, then of course, he, he says, what should we listen to? And then the very next paragraph, you do not, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. And that's a great image. It'd be like waking up in the morning, look yourself in the mirror and say, "Boy, there's a lot of stuff that really needs to be corrected before I go out and public." But forget it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the law shows us a mirror much deeper, not just, you know, a few hairs that are out of place, and, you know, stuff that needs to be wiped off of our face. It shows us something much deeper, and it would be so tragic to ignore what scripture is, you know, showing us and, and the call of scripture to be complete and mature, you know, and not lacking anything.
1: And even verse 27, I mean, mm-hmm. golly, you could spend weeks on that, you know, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless as this, to look after orphans and widows, their distress, and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt that if you know, we read the Old Testament, and you're going to see this <clears throat> through James, <clears throat> that the mark of righteousness, and we have to remember the words righteousness and justice are the same in both Hebrew and Greek. So when we're talking about you know rightness and, and justice, we're talking about the way we treat the least of these. So righteousness shows up you know not 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 so much in how higher hands are lifted when we worship, although that's you know, that's cool. Not so much in how elevated our discussions are when we're talking about theology, although that's cool. Uh, the place that really show up is in our care for the least of these, the poor, the disaffected, the disenfranchised, and so mm-hmm. you, you're going to see the, the you know, the social aspect of the gospel come through in the book of James where he constantly uh, leads us back. And, and of course, he's already started that by you know, addressing the poor and saying, you have such a high position in Christ. Mm-hmm. And he's going to teach us to look at look at those around us who are poor and disaffected through those same lens. We need to see them. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, next chapter, we'll mm-hmm. start with favoritism. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we, we need to see them in the way that Christ sees them. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff. Cindy, do you mind closing us with a word of yeah, prayer? No. And by fun stuff, I'm challenging <laughs> I, mean, I'm stuff. I mean, it's pure joy. Yeah, right, it's right, absolutely right. <laughs> pure joy. It's a little so, bit of a trial these yes, last 15 but.
2: minutes. <laughs> uh, let's pray. <laughs> Father, we acknowledge, we know that our hearts are deceitful above all things, and Scripture says, who can know it or know them? But Father, we thank you that you know our hearts. And uh, you challenge us with your word to um, have us look at our own hearts, Lord, and see the sin that's there and see where, Father, there's pride and, Lord, where there's um, discontentment. uh, Father, where we're not loving well, and so we thank you that your word does this for us. We ask, Father, that we would lean into that, that we would um, have our hearts be open and teachable and moldable in your hands, and that we would not be like one who would look in a mirror and walk away father but that our hearts would be trained changed and transformed by the power of your spirit and it's in christ's name that we pray Amen.